The evening rush in Absalom's Coins District sees one of its many taverns almost full to bursting with patrons expecting to be fed and entertained. In the tavern's pantry, a 12-year-old boy is changing into a gaudy tunic of purple velvet adorned with silver buttons. Tired, sunken eyes peer out beneath a mop of long, sandy hair. Without warning, the pantry door opens. Light and raucous noise spill in, illuminating the boy's face which is contorted in displeasure. It's itchy. The boy's mother stands silhouetted in the doorway. A thin-faced woman set with worry lines and pursed lips. She rolls her eyes, not in the mood for excuses. I don't want to hear it, Malachi. Hurry up. You're on stage in ten minutes. Then we've got to get straight across Absalom. What for? The producers at the Arsenium. You know how much persuading it took. But they've agreed to give us a trial performance in the review tonight. You'll be debuting the guitar to an audience of 3,000 of Absalom's finest. You're not on until the second act, so Desna Willin will make it in time. There'll be no time to change, so you've got to wear this, and then you've got to go... please... I'm exhausted. I've performed every night this month. Can't we just take one night off? A flicker of rage dances in her eyes for barely a moment before vanishing. She grabs his shoulders firmly, trying desperately to mould her face into an expression of encouragement. This is the chance you've been waiting your whole life for, Malachi. You're destined for greatness. I know it in my bones. And if there's one thing Karen Bordello trusts, it's the feeling in these old bones of mine. From Karen's pocket, she produces a well-thumbed card. The ink is smudged in places, faded from years of wear. But what it depicts is clearly visible. An imposing puppet, shaped to look like a long dragon, protrudes through the scarlet curtains of a theatre stage. It faces a puppet knight, who stands bravely before the dragon, wielding a longsword. It is unmistakably a harrow card. Her voice softens slightly. I've carried this card since the day I learned you was in my belly. Found it on the cobbles right outside the temple. There's no such thing as coincidence, my boy. Arrow ain't just superstition, it's a sign from Aradon himself. This is the theatre card. It means you're destined to do great things. Destined to be famous. And I, for one, won't be leaving fate to chance. So stop complaining and get dressed. Malachi knows better than to argue. If she didn't look half crazed with delusion, he might almost be convinced by her fantasies. He continues dressing, stands, and begrudgingly walks to the tavern stage. Later that night, we see Malachi and his mother charging briskly through the streets of Absalom. It isn't long before the wind and rain begin to fall in a thick deluge, but Karen's pace is relentless. Pick your feet up, boy! Pushing through utter exhaustion, a young Malachi drives himself onwards, barely registering the cold, soaking rain. Just around the next corner, come on, hurry up! Sheltering under a canopy outside the stage door, his mother wheels round on him. Your costume is ruined! If I didn't have to slow down for you, we would have beaten the rain. Ah, let's at least get your face dried. She whips out a handkerchief, 
accidentally pulling the old harrow card with it. The wind, angry and insistent, slices through the alley, and before the card hits the ground, it's snatched up high into the air. Karen Bordello's eyes widen as she sees it dance away. After it! Before Malachi can think, his legs are already moving at the shouted command. They sprint through the downpour. Karen's eyes are focused on the card's colourful patterns, twisting and turning in the tempest of Gosra's storm. The pair give chase, but the card stays firmly out of reach. By now, the bustling streets have melted into narrow alleys of boarded-up windows, lopsided dwellings and unsavoury hovels. Inexplicably, the card stops in mid-air before diving downwards and into the outstretched hand of a hooded figure. Karen and Malachi halt suddenly. Oi, that's ours. Give it back. The face of the figure masked by shadow says nothing but extends a finger, beckoning the pair to follow as she disappears through a slanted wooden door of a nearby building. All thoughts of Malachi's scheduled performance have been washed away by the tempest. Acrid smells of burning incense and brewing potions drift out of the open doorway. Without even exchanging glances, Malachi and his mother step inside a dank apothecary, the door slamming shut behind them by unseen hands. A deep voice speaks from behind the hooded cloak. I have been expecting you, Malachi. Let us read your harrow. Welcome back to episode 22 of Describe Your King! Hello, everybody! Hello! Good evening. Good evening. Little glimpse into the backstory of the beloved Malachi Bordello (laughs) and our first introduction. Ooh, is he new? (laughs) (laughs) To the one, the only... Karen Bordello. <laughs> I love that Karen is canon now. Karen I've is heard canon. so much about her. <laughs> Thank you for that, Chris. You can have a hero point. Any kind hey. of backstory gets a hero point. Whoop. How is everybody doing this evening? Yeah, Excellent. Thank you very much. Very good. Quite the week for Describe Your Kill. If you're following us on the Discord, which you can find at describeyourkill.com, DYK has now been listed as a recommended podcast on the Glass Cannon subreddit. So yes, a very exciting week for us and we have got some really exciting things to come. So uh, tune in early March and you might hear about a little announcement that we have. But we shall save that for now and uh, I think it's about time that we got stuck into playing the Stolen Fate Adventure Path. What say you gentlemen? (laughs) Yes, please. Let's go. Now, have you read the session notes this week, Kamone? Yes. Have you? False to. Just just to make sure uh, that I don't forget anything, I've looked at them right before I joined this call, and (laughs) I still don't feel uh, like I am prepared because you asked me like you're going to ask me some sort of trick question now. There is a quiz. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there is a quiz, exactly. A good session last week. We've claimed the trumpet card, third card from these six portals within Harrow Heart. I will tell you this the amount of prep for tonight's session has been substantial. 
Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> we should have warned you we're not going through the yeah. next portal. We're yeah, going through the far end. We're going to go right to left now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And... No! <laughs> the portal doesn't seem to open. Milton and Stilton <laughs> are blocking the other two entrances. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, no, so I would like to, Lock them in the uh, fridge. Yeah. I'd like to respec Lupin as a uh, Isoki barbarian. <laughs> there won't be a problem, will it? 18 weeks of downtime, about to commence. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I don't know if you saw the Tomb, uh, Tomb Raider Remastered editions came out this week, one, yeah. two, and three. And I was listening to another podcast, the IGN UK podcast, and uh, they were talking about how Tomb Raider itself, not, not a you know, fine game, but uh, the controls are not particularly friendly for a modern audience so they said the two things you need to experience is seeing the t-rex in the basement yeah. mm-hmm. and locking the butler in the in the freezer yeah, yeah. yeah. So, way ahead <laughs> of you way ahead of you at the end of last session malachi had the new trumpet card in his hand and <laughs> epitomized it releasing or manifesting i should say a troop of trumpet wielding heralds and with a resounding fanfare, ascend the battlements of Harrow Heart. What I did not tell you is that they have an extra benefit. Would you like to know what that is? Yes, please. Of course. Yes. Uh, they summon an army of gibbering mouthers, don't they? You're excited about it. Menaka is never going to leave the Harrow Court. <laughs> That's such a horrible image of Malachi with a gibbering mouth. <laughs> you just hear a zipper. <laughs> He's going to multi-class into druid so he can have a familiar... <laughs> right, guys, see you in 19 weeks. gibbering <laughs> mouth. Disgusting. Um, oh, no, but the trumpet's epitome is these heralds taking up position on the battlements. And also, they know the formulas for all manner of magical instruments including horns of blasting horns of fog and maestro instruments and can teach these formulas to the PCs mm. excuse so, me is there really an item <laughs> named the horn of blasting PCs. yes I was just, just going to say yeah. I, do they know any instruments other than horns can I? <laughs> yes the horn of blasting yeah, is a go on I was also is yeah I'm not sure I want Malachi waving his horn around at any point. Can I have a horn of blasting, please? <laughs> Level nine item. Horn of oh, blasting God. is a bright brass trumpet. Yes, horn of fog. Any kind of instrument or weapon that's involving sonic, the heralds can teach the formula. And of course, Lupin Malice is our resident magical crafter. Exactly, and he will not be <laughs> not engaging in any of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo. You could maybe hold them ransom or something, Jason. Yeah. So, <laughs> I quite like the idea that Malachi's just running around Harrowheart with it. <laughs> <and> <laughs> setting it off outside yeah. Stilton's chambers. Yeah, just a toddler with an air horn oh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that wasn't the only thing that happened last week. We had Wilhelm with his naming ceremony, naming his trusty rapier, recently returned, of course, Sedisorax. So, gentlemen... Let us begin today. It is quite late. We didn't rest at the end of last session. So the troop has been manifested. Wilhelm's weapon is named. 
I'm going to hand it back over to you. I mean, I think the first order of business is probably to rest. <laughs> as thrilling as and dynamic a start to uh, to an episode as it is, is it would be rather silly not to uh, not to now head off to uh, get a good night's rest. I think we were talking about last time getting to bed and then getting up early and heading kind of straight out, weren't we, to the next portal. Okay, so if you want, I can just hand wave a little bit of the evening stuff unless anybody wants to have a conversation with somebody else or or take their armor off in front of them or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. If that's the case, then fine. <laughs> nope. Milton, okay. would you help me with these straps, please? <laughs> Yes, Groldo can watch. I've been waiting for this moment, sire, for a long time. You were always my favourite. Still to not so much. I thought you would never Lupin takes off his shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Get out your bingo cards, guys. This night's going to be fun. Uh, did we see that Lupin's feet are actually super furry? Is that what we see? <laughs> <laughs> he's actually Paul half twist. Yeah, yeah, he's got half feet. He's not cut his toenails in 40 years. <laughs> oh my god! Curling. Disgusting. Is that why your movement a- speed is so low? Yeah, it's, it's the only, he actually gets a bonus to armor when he takes off his shoes and wears sandals. His toenails are that nasty. <laughs> he keeps you, you gain an attack when, of 1d4 <laughs> slashing damage. And when they do fall off, he keeps them in a little jar and he looks around and goes, I'm a collector, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he puts them in a little bag with some hair and gives them to yeah. off. <laughs> it's a very valid bonus. <laughs> That's not how I thought tonight's episode would start. So. <laughs> okay, right. So no one has intimated that they want to have intimate moments. So therefore, we shall hand wave. It's a new day. It's another card from the Deck of Destiny. I've actually lost track of how many you've got now, but uh, it's it's starting to build up. Malachi, how many have you got in your possession? I think we have 19. Uh, 14. <laughs> <laughs> but how many of them actually Three. real? Three. Three, okay. How many has Lupin got? Uh, Lupin has two. And Wilhelm? Also two. And Aaron? Two. Okay, so yes. Come on. I'm winning! Good math. Yes! He's winning at Pathfinder. (laughs) (laughs) My New Year's resolution. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, that's winning doesn't mean good. Right, okay. (laughs) Yeah. You weren't even planning on being good. You were planning on not sucking. Okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> the bar fine. is quite low. I think I've done, okay. <laughs> I've done quite well not to suck. <laughs> so, of course, that wasn't the only artifact you picked up last week. Aaron is now the proud owner of a wondrous figurine elephant. He has Claude, the infernal elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Claude. I'm uh, just hoping no one picks up the speak with animals spell because I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have to. Claude's yeah. got 12 scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I could craft it for free. <laughs> right. Should Note to GM self not to put ideas into the pieces there to <laughs> delay this adventure anymore. Any further. No more fun <laughs> items. Just a quick little note. All right. So you go to bed having retrieved the trumpet and saving, for now, the residents of Vudra, where you met Arasish and Japalipul. 
You rest uneventfully. Sweet dreams are going to allow you all to have full hit points. Your spell slots are refreshed. And it is a new day in Harrow Heart. Can we skip the breakfast? Yes. <laughs> you were the one, one last week. It was. <laughs> I admittedly did bring Milton out for a chat, which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> I just wanted him involved. He's like, I've not been on for three or four episodes. I need to. That's I. He's contractually more like, obliged. Yeah, yeah. So you need to talk about my contract and the stipulations. <laughs> I love how in almost any other TTRPG, people will be going, oh, railroading GMs are a terrible thing. And, and just in this one, I can imagine people sitting there going, for fuck's sake, come on, GM, get them back on track, please. <laughs> will he please stop pissing about? <laughs> how do they eat breakfast three times a day? What's going on? <laughs> oh, no. There's one mundane is listening. Uh, I'll tell you now, Milton doesn't exist in the AP. He's been put in by me just to, <laughs> <laughs> to facilitate <No> breakfast. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Incredible. Okay, so it is a new day in Harrow Heart. Yeah, over to you. Uh, guys, did you notice Milton was acting very strange last night? Do you think he was just tired or should we check up on him? I don't think we should check up on him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I've had a sp- spontaneous uh, change of mind. Um, just no, no reason. I think we should get on with the story. Yes. 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 <laughs> so did anyone want to do anything before uh, any logistical things like um, supplies or, or uh, shopping or anything like that that we need specifically? Or is it, I'm, I'm good to go. I know we wanted to get a move on, but yeah, sure, let's go shopping. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just didn't know if there's anything like, you, you know, if we're out of potions or, you know, uh, consumables, do we need to do any of that? I wouldn't hate another healing potion, but probably not something I need to run away and get. If, if others have got, I've got two, but is if, if others have got spares, then I'll be fine. Yeah, I've got plenty. I, I can fall. give you a couple. Cool. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll just keep things moving. If I need to use the ones I've got, and then we'll sort them out later. I'll just hand one to you now. There we okay, go. cool. Thank you. Any bags of hair being exchanged? Yeah, I will give my bag of hair to Wilhelm. <laughs> Thank Luke, you, just again. Holding, <laughs> holding this sort of slightly festering bag. Is anyone? <laughs> my, 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 my belt feels empty without, without the random hairs hanging from it. <laughs> In my mind, it's like re- like a lot of hair, but I think mechanically <laughs> it's, it's meant sack. to be just it's a few yeah, hairs, like yeah. yeah, it's just like literally a few offcuts, whatever. In my mind, it's you know like when you've been to the barber and you look down, it's that kind of that amount has been collected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone Everyone, where did you pull all man- of that from? Manifesting uh, hair everywhere. Hair on spoke point. I like it. Don't boo me, I'm right. <laughs> no shame here. If you, were try, if you were try to shame someone for puns, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> okay. Three days later, our heroes are stood outside the <laughs> still debating the merits of that How pun. How much hair is oh, wait, too much which, hair. which one was the next portal? The um, intelligence uh, one. The suit of, uh, what was it? Archie's homes um, or books, if you like. Tomes, yes. Yeah. So you would know from previous investigations that through this portal should snake lead bite. you to somewhere in the vicinity, yes, of the snake bite. 
and stepping up to this portal, do we get a slight vision of what lies beyond? You do. The mists of this fourth portal on the north wall of the Grand Hall of Harrow Heart. You gaze what appears to be a 70-foot-wide jungle clearing in a dense tropical jungle. Mm. If you would like to roll Mm. a nature check, it might help you to pinpoint a location. Elwood. 29 for Malachi. Ooh, 34. I'm I'm just going to throw in my natural one here. Oh, with actual one for Wilhelm, lovely. And a uh, natural six for 23 for Lupin. The only one of you that knows roughly where this is, is Aaron spoke point with a 34. It's a DC 30 nature check. And looking through the plant life that you see, Aaron, is common to the southern reaches of the Tion Shore region. And that this region is likely in the nation of Naga Jor. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that Aaron, from where he was raised, had access to kind of great libraries and rare encyclopedias and things like that. Mm. And he kind of relays this to the group. And does he know anything about this place other than, you know, I recognize that kind of plant life and foliage and it's probably this place but does he know anything about it so uh that was going to probably be a society check there on that you can give yourself a plus two for that air for passing that check and if anyone else wants to roll society they can oh, do wow. 20 so i remember whoa! the exact lasting <laughs> someone's been in the gm guide <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want me just to give you the card and we move on? Is that- <laughs> yeah, we reach through and grab it. <laughs> so I'm not going to go too far into Tion Shore. And actually, I believe, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm sure the Discord will tell me, Paizo is soon to release a book which has far more detail on this region. Ramon's nodding his head. I think so, yes. Okay. What, what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> just a yes not, would have been nice. I, I don't work at Paizo. What, what am I supposed not to say? Not yet. <laughs> you don't. Well, that's just a lack of ambition on your part, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> on Shore, yeah. So they're going to be doing a lot more information about this. I get the impression it's kind of their... It's kind of their Japan setting. Yeah, kind of their Japan setting, yeah. Chinese setting. I don't want to culturally appropriate anything there, but it's definitely elements of that. But this plant life that you see is common to the southern regions of Tion Shore. And Tion Shore's southern regions, the primary inhabitants are reptilian humanoids called Nagaji. And these people are loyal to the Nagas who rule mm. the land in an Ophidian matriarchy. They're the snake people, Spiders. aren't they? Oh, snake, yeah. snake people. Snake, yeah. Cool. Time to go back and buy some antidotes, gentlemen. <laughs> okay. That might be worth thinking about, actually. Snakes. Why has it got to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, leading, as far as Aaron can tell, to Naga Jor within the Tion Shore region. While the group are discussing that Lupin is um, mechanically. Is, is I suppose technically crafting the talismans, but I, I would probably say more thematically is rooting through various pockets and, and searching for bits and pieces. And he 
comes out with uh, two talismans, and uh, the first one is a uh, an opal, a large gem sort of hanging from a necklace, and he uh, he tosses it over to to Wilhelm. Oh, and, oh, what uh, is this? Ah, this is a it, it's a a mesmerizing opal. Uh, you can use it when making a deception check. Uh, you can't have rolled yet. But uh, <laughs> you can use it when making a deception check, and uh, let's say if we were, you know, uh, talking about degrees of success, is if it was just a regular success, you might it might make it a better success. Uh, you, you could even call it a critical success. Yeah, let's let's say, for example, I need to be a 10 out of 20 at something to succeed. This would effectively uh, be like I would I would be a 20 out of 20 on that. Uh, yes, yes, very much so. Is, yeah, uh, that's that seems very useful and very, very realistic <laughs> yeah, of an absolutely. item. Absolutely, uh, and he hands that across. Looks very um, pretty as well. Yes, yes, it matches your eyes. Aaron glares at Luke. Uh, Lupin wiggles his toes suggestively. <laughs> <laughs> you see the toenails. You just, you just hear clicking. You know? <laughs> so that's a mesmerizing the, uh, opal that goes to Wilhelm. This is part of your daily preparations of talismans or similar, yes. right? And then the uh, second piece is a uh, a small slip of paper you probably recognize by now as a fulu. Although of? this is not the one of the uh, the stoic ox. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think you've said that wrong, Jason. <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what? Fuck it. It's the stoic ox. Yes. I've decided it's the stoic yes. ox. You don't well, get to decide. It doesn't mean what you think it means. No. It's a different thing. And that thing. ox's name? Yeah. It's, exactly. It's the ox's name. It's called stoic. the stoic. Yeah. The stoic. Stoic the ox. <laughs> How dare you decide what that ox's name is? Stoic, um, the stoic ox. I like it. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> we are going to get nothing done this session. <laughs> Prep so much. Come so, on, uh, let's go. Yes. This, uh, this Fulu is uh, the Venomous Cure Fulu. Ah, and uh, Lupin hands this to Aaron, our, our resident squishy wizard. And the Venomous Cure Fulu gives a plus two status bonus to saving throws against Venoms. Nice. Thank you very much. And Malachi just stands there with his hands open. Yeah. <laughs> You've got three Harrow cards. Fuck you. <laughs> Loop shakes his hand. <laughs> yeah. Please, sir. Can I have just some hands more? him the bag of toenails. <laughs> what about me? Okay, um, so this time for Lupin, we have the Mesmerizing Opal and we have the Venomous Cure Fulu that have been given out. Yep. And uh, finally, just before going through the portal, <laughs> oh my as God. Aaron likes to do, he pulls out the carnival card uh. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just yep. wants to see if there's any kind of uh, premonition he can gain and whether there's a person who can be trusted on the other side of that portal. Aaron, as you stare into the carnival and use its activation, you again find yourself in this strange carnival. As you walk through the stalls and stands, you see a snake charmer performing in a corner. As you approach, the snake charmer is holding a musical instrument, and as it plays its unusual song, a snake cobra ascends from a wicker basket on the floor. 
But as you look, you notice that something isn't quite right because when you look at the charmer, you see that they have the face of a snake. But when you look at the snake, you see it has the face of a human. I shall roll my d20. You could totally prep this one. Shut up, Kamui. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him. That's just Snakey Joe. It's all off the cuff. <laughs> I have rolled my secret DC6 flat check, and the result for whether or not this person can be trusted is neither. Oh. Ooh. So, maybe, maybe not. Fuck it. Let's um, jump through some portals. Be, be, Let's before, go. Before we go in there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I haven't. I haven't. This, this big sky car. I, I'm very curious I need about to go this. to the toilet real bit. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's not talked about in TTRPGs, which is a good thing. And I don't want to. Actually, I'm going to be quiet. But <laughs> why do you start things nope, like this? No. Nope. Why do you do this? It's like Always. Star Trek. Where do they go? Isn't, isn't yep. that just our daily preparations? In Star Trek, I could be wrong, but when they go through the... Transporter. Transporter, Transporter. that's the word, yeah. Apparently, that when the matter of the human or whatever creature is being transported is rearranged, it actually goes through a kind of waste removal process. So if there is waste matter in your body when you're transporting, that gets removed as part of the transporter process. How invasive. (laughs) <laughs> already brought the foot people into things last week. Do we really want to bring in the Star Trek nerds? <laughs> the foot people I could live with, but the Star Trek nerds? Ooh. Jason, Starfinder 2E is launching later this year. Yeah. <laughs> we need the sci-fi nerds. I love Star Trek. I thought that was a cool fact. Is that the origin of the phrase Captain's Log? <laughs> <laughs> hero that point for Jason. That That's good. Yeah. You can have a hero point. Oh. You fuckers, let us Very freeze. good, very good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Really good. Um, and they're um, all dated as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Star dated. Oh, my God, amazing. You can have Chris, you can have one as well. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> All right, so you're outside the fourth portal. You roughly know where it goes. What do you do? Uh, Aaron, you told us something about a snake charmer and a snake. Mm. I just wanted to clarify to everyone, even if Aaron is not sure about trusting or, or mistrusting anyone, I would strongly suggest not trusting anyone in there. Um... <laughs> So far, the cards have been placed with... They seem to carry meaning. And that meaning seems to matter most of the time. And um, I I am familiar with the snake bite, and it means nothing good. We should uh, also also be aware of the story from uh, Avazish, is the, the others that appeared to be hunting cards is, uh, that appeared to attack without uh, without remorse we, we should should certainly consider the potential that they uh, they may continue to be hunting and it uh, bearing in mind the number of cards we carry that we may increasingly be becoming a target ourselves we might be walking into a trap here this uh, this card has a lot of connotations of uh, of of betrayal and of uh, and of poisoning virtuous minds and it's uh, enough Nothing good. But 
but no, you're right. And I think what was alarming me is just how quickly they they seem to be able to find the cards. They're almost like they're one step ahead of us. My my my, my fear is that they know they are ahead of us and that they might uh, plan an ambush. Well, as long as we step through this portal and don't step into the middle of a battle where one side needs our help, then it'll be a refreshing change. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's see. <laughs> okay, so I think are we all ready? Yeah. Shall yes, we all order? Let's get our weapons out ready, just in case. Let's yes. get our weapons out. I yeah, reckon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've got my mind ready. I've got my songs ready. Weapons drawn, kitar armed, bags of hair, and <laughs> fulus and talismans exchanged. Do you all step through the fourth portal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's go. You step through the fourth portal under the suit of tomes ready for a new map oh yes please oh oh dear they don't look friendly as you step through the portal you immediately feel sweltering heat as you stand within a tropical jungle clearing this clearing is ringed with faintly glowing rice plants placed in a circle around the outer rim of this space the jungle beyond is dense and thick there is a heavy smell of vegetation in the air and you can clearly hear jungle insects as they buzz and flit around you across the clearing you see five humanoid figures with serpentine heads sharpened sickles tied to their waistbands standing around two of these rice plants They appear to be performing some kind of ritual as magic energy ebbs and flows from their scaled hands. They don't seem to have immediately noticed you. (laughs) If no one else has uh, said anything, because I've waited long enough now, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Wilhelm, after stepping through and seeing these rather menacing-looking creatures, he immediately kind of pulls the others with him uh, into the into the bushes right behind him. You willingly get pulled by Wilhelm into yes. the surrounding jungle. <laughs> yes. <So> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A thousand times yes. Nature check. <laughs> Everybody roll perception checks. Yeah, it turns out he's pulled us into a giant snake plant or something. <laughs> oh dear, natural four. Now. Natural nine. That's a 31 total. Uh, a 3 for 23. <laughs> Everyone except Malachi spots these creatures, these humanoid, green-skinned creatures with serpentine heads. I'll show you the artwork of them. Matty, would you yeah. like to explain? <laughs> yeah, they kind of look like humanoid lizards, but they're much more snake-like in appearance, because they've got these really elongated mouths with sharp pointed teeth and a snake's forked tongue, and their hands extend into long-fingered claws, and they're kind of dancing magic around, aren't they, between their their palms. They are. Really good thighs, too. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful thighs. They just just look at their feet. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Look at the toenails. Enough. 
<laughs> so on the artwork between their hands is this green energy magic that's flowing and you can see this same magic that is flowing into these rice plants that are placed at even intervals around this jungle clearing that you are in the width of the clearing it's about 50 foot square but in a circular shape and you have dived back to the northeast sorry You've gone to the northwest, and they're on the southeast East. of this place. And you can see the magic from their hands, this green magical energy, is pouring into these rice plants. Can we see what effect the magic is having on these rice plants, if any? You can't see particularly exactly what it's doing, but you can see they're hunched round these plants. And these are medium-sized creatures, but they're still quite tall. They're on the, the higher end of the medium bracket, I guess. And they appear fully focused on these plants. And you occasionally, through the jungle sounds, hear this murmuring of incantations and words. There is clearly some kind of magic at play here. Am I able to identify magic? I don't know. See, it's a, it's a skill action. It takes 10 minutes if we were sat in the foliage just observing them. But I'm not sure if that's something I'm able to... 10 minutes is a lot. Yeah. Quake's trying to work out if it's actually a spell they're casting <laughs> or what spell it is. Shut up, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead and roll me. Let's 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 have some fun with it. So, why don't you give me? Yeah, it's going to be a nature check for this one. Okay, so I'll roll that as a secret check. Anyone else want to roll it? Yeah, I'll have a game. Them yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah, neither would Malachi with a natural one for 15. <laughs> no, and Aaron doesn't know. But Lupin, you don't exactly know what it is, but it appears to be nature-based. And the, the magic that they're putting in doesn't... I can't really tell you if it's aligned with anything, but they seem to be helping the plants. And as they stand there and you watch for 10 minutes as they're pouring this magic into these plants, nothing changes in the 10 minutes. They're all very, very focused in... You see that these plants are maybe not glowing quite as much as the ones that are near to your position, ringing this jungle clearing. But as they spend these minutes infusing this magic, the plant's glow is getting slightly brighter by the minute. So Lupin sort of turns to the others and reads that and says, we, we, we should not prejudge based on appearances. It's, uh, it's entirely possible we may have just stumbled across some uh, something as innocent as some farmers. I do prejudge on... Hero cards, though. Yes, yes, I understand that, but uh, we we should also uh, we, we should also consider that uh, perhaps the the entire the the entirety of our uh, journey through this portal may not be shaped by our very first encounter. It's, uh, it, it, I, it has so far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure they'll end up fighting the plants and needing our help. Um, <laughs> I would uh, I would perhaps suggest is that if if you three remain unseen for now, I'm. I'm happy to uh, step out and uh, and engage them. And if if they react, react in a hostile manner, then uh, we can respond accordingly. Yeah, Aaron draws the wand of true speech and he casts it on Lupin. This should hopefully make communications go smoother. Thank you very much. And uh, with that, Lupin um, Lupin will have his sword cane in hand, but in in the in the sheath but the gun will go away and uh, he will take a breath and he will uh, he will step out into the uh, into the clearing uh, good day lupin as you call out 
the five creatures that you see across the clearing immediately turn and hiss their long tongues coming from their mouth and they scream out to you who goes there lupin adopts a a sort of fairly neutral expression holds his hands up uh, good day gentlemen uh, my name is it's lupin malice i am a a traveler and a salesman and i have uh, <laughs> i've found my found my way uh, found my way to your wonderful uh, part of the world via a uh, via a, a portal if you would believe it uh, i was hoping you could uh, give me a little bit of uh, little bit of guidance towards uh, towards the nearest point of civilization, if you wouldn't mind. As you step forwards, Lupin, all five of them draw their sickles. Stand back! How do you speak the tongue of the Nagaji? Uh, I will be, uh, and Lupin uh, will take a, a step back, seeing the sickles drawn. Uh, is I, I will be upfront with you. I um, I have... Uh, I have a limited ability to use some magic, and I used it to uh, to cast a spell that would allow me to communicate with you. Uh, I wish to highlight that my intentions are not hostile, and uh, that I would rather speak with you than fight. They clearly look slightly confused about this, and they draw together slightly and begin having a conversation, keeping several wary eyes on you. Lupin Malice! Are you alone? I am not. I bring uh, I bring several several fellow travelers with me. Uh, is is I, I bring a uh, a bodyguard as, uh, as I always do in when traveling to any part of the world. I bring my uh, my court jester, <laughs> and I bring. Phil <laughs> <laughs> Hell pops his head up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, and I bring a. a powerful uh, powerful magician how do you find yourselves in the jungle of nagajor we are able to uh, create portals using very powerful cards such as this one and lupin produces the paladin card from within his jacket do you mean us harm where are your compatriots yes, uh, we we mean you no harm is i'm sure you will understand is uh, is is we will we were treating this encounter with caution. You outnumber us, after all. I wish to engage you in speech before combat. If we wished to attack you, we would have attacked you with the element of surprise. If you mean us no harm, then we will sheathe our weapons and we can parlay. We have important business to finish here. Wanderers, strangers can provide helping hands in the matters of Nagajor. Show yourselves. And Lupin nods and uh, beckons sort of over his shoulder to the others to uh, to come out of the of the bushes. No one comes out. <laughs> yeah, you've gone back through the portal. Aaron <laughs> steps up behind Lupin. Malachi steps up next to Lupin. Wilhelm steps up to the side next to Aaron. We are the Scale Seed Order. We ourselves are Scale Seed Nagaji. Who are you and why are you here? Are, are they speaking common? No. We are... Say, uh, my name is Lupin Malice. These are my compatriots. Uh, this is Malachi. Malachi raises his hand. Uh, Nods his head. Uh, this is Wilhelm. Aye. And this is Aaron. 
And uh, Aaron kind of nods his head. As to why we are here, we are we are travelers, we are adventurers, and uh, we come seeking more of these cards. And again, he sort of displays the paladin card. Is uh, <clears throat> we have reason to believe there may be one in the vicinity of this region. Uh, you don't happen to have have seen or heard of one. You see the Nagaji share suspicious glances with each other. We are performing a ritual as a great monster threatens the very existence of Nagajor. Are you familiar with our ways? Our ways of the Naga? Question, are we? So rolling over your society checks, you are aware that in Nagajor... As I said, this Ophidian matriarchy, and the word Ophidian um, relates to serpentine um, traits, if you like, loyal to the Nagas who themselves rule this land. The main person who's speaking to you says, This region is set in a volcanic range in this dense jungle. But we are threatened by a vampiric threat named Kanijo. Ooh. He has been feeding on the essence of those who live here. At first, slowly, travelers. But now, his hunger grows. We have decided to tackle this problem head on. Are you here because of the threat of Kanijo? Not specifically, no, but uh, it would certainly appear that there, there seems to be a, a theme that the areas we travel to are are somewhat uh, blighted by a, a particular and imminent threat, as this would be the third such region we have traveled to where there is uh, an imminent threat that requires dealing with, so it is entirely possible that whatever force brought us here intends for us to meet this threat. Tell us, are you capable in combat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lupin very quickly turns to Malachi. Don't say a word, Malachi. Um, Yes. We don't understand them. What what do you mean? All I can hear is... Yes. yes, We very definitely haven't killed any dragons. Um... Do your friends speak the Tien language? I am afraid they do not, no. Is, uh, the only reason I am able to, to speak the language is, is through, uh, through magical means. Allow us a minute. And you see their hands suddenly come together and this green magic energy begins flowing out of them again. And as he turns back to you, Lupin, he then speaks in common would Taldane be a more preferable language? Yes, thank you very much. As we appreciate your uh, your graciousness for engaging us in a language we can all understand. I feel that parlay would be useful further. A great danger resides in this jungle. Perhaps it would be advisable to do what we need to do here and perhaps travel to an area of uh, perhaps more safety. Yes, and you hear all of them start... Yes, safety, safety. <coughs> right, Chris? There used to be a thing at school that if you did a fart or something, you had to say safety after it. What? 
Want <laughs> 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 well, to make sure it wasn't a shark? Is this you had to say? Is this Chris or is this Malachi? <laughs> this is Chris. <laughs> the line gets blurry sometimes. It really does. Come sit with us. Ask your questions and we shall give you our answers. And so Lupin will lead the way and we'll walk up to them. Yeah, Aaron will join. And the Nagaji sit down within the jungle and sit face to face with you. Lupin will take uh, will take a seat and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look at the nearest one to him and says, uh, This uh, Canny Joe, you mentioned it was a vampiric presence so would you would you do me the the favor of explaining further we are the last of a band of scale seeds who remain we are using our magic to infuse the rice plants that surround the clearing we fear that this won't last but if we can make it through the night we need to call the canny joke to us so we can learn more about its power. It is a greater and more powerful threat than we have ever faced in Nagajor for many centuries. The magical power this vampire has is beyond our own. We feared it was a Naga gone astray, but it is much worse. It is an undead spirit Naga. An abomination to our nation's fundamental traditions. We fear that Kanijou is a Jiangxi vampire, killing his victims one by one. Can I sense motive on the main Nagaji? Sure, yeah, if you roll secret perception. Secret perception. Can I also roll uh, for sense motive using lie to me and uh, substituting the perception check for a deception check? You sure can. Wilhelm and Malachi, both of you are pretty sure that these guys are not lying to you, that they are telling you the truth. Are are they telling, um, I mean, I'm digging in here a little bit, are they telling the truth in the fact that it's really dangerous? Or do we see anything like a... A slip of the tongue. That are they actually scared of it, or are they? They're sort of in cahoots because the way that that was talked about was that they were trying to summon it almost. I mean, without going too much into sense motive itself, I can tell you that the words that they speak are true. Okay, that this is what's happening, and this is why they are doing it. Okay, cool. So this uh, this creature, you say it is a. You say Yang Shi. Is this what we may know in uh, in Taldor as a, as a vampire of sorts? Yes, a vampire. Undead abomination. And the ritual you are you are carrying out to to what ends uh, to what ends do you believe this will assist you in dealing with a with a vampire? It is our belief that the Jiangxi vampire is repulsed by rice. We infuse the rice plants to create repulsion. We should be safe within the ring of these plants. Should Kanijo appear? Interesting. That, that, that is a new one, new one on me. And uh, 
Lupin actually visibly um, pulls a notepad from his pocket and uh, and, and writes that down. <laughs> um, I thought it was onions. I'm a garlic, garlic, you idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Your friend is an idiot. It's a vampire, not French. <laughs> when was you notice this? they've all got chains of onions around their necks. <laughs> Are they riding bicycles? Yes. <laughs> Little black and white stripy jumpers on. Yes. Um. <laughs> They're too French. Oh, when was um, this uh, spirit last seen? Two days previous, another farmer from the Nagajo region was killed. His body a husk, drained of all blood. Do you know of any other victims that there, there was? Any other strangers come by this way? There have been many victims over the months, but it seems that recently there has been an acceleration in the number of deaths. At first, we believe them to be natural causes, but now we have learned it is far worse. It is an undead naga which shames and horrifies us. The magical power this creature wields, we fear more. Uh, and you will, you'll excuse me, as uh, I, I'm afraid my my knowledge of the of the naga is is somewhat limited. Is uh, in Taldor is uh, is vampires are, are fearsome creatures that uh, require very specific tools or or scenarios to to actually destroy them. If we were to engage this Canijo uh, in in combat, uh, yes. would we require a, is a, a wooden stake or some some silver? Or I ask this as a man who has many 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 tools at his disposal. <laughs> a collector of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> there are two important pieces of information relating to a Zhangxi vampire. The first is that they have difficulty spotting you if you keep your mouth and nose covered and hold your breath. Interesting. The second is that if they are destroyed, unless a significant amount of glutinous rice is scattered over the body, it will rise again within a minute of his destruction. Within a minute? Yes. Uh, that is interesting. That's so uh, cool. But that is very scary. <laughs> yes, that, that, that is, is quite scary. Good to know. We we should perhaps consider. We we may have to if we do tackle this Kanijo, We may need to uh, to ask you uh, for the location of some some rice. Is we we don't want to have to fight this thing multiple times after all. Are you suggesting you will help us wait for the Kanijo? As much as it is not our intention to get involved in local conflicts it seems that the conflicts find us i believe it is probably not unreasonable to expect that if things have accelerated recently is that could very well be related to uh to the magical powers of a uh, of a harrow card or similar lupin don't forget about the whole poisoning the hearts of the virtuous please 
My heart doesn't want to be poisoned. Any help you give us would be appreciated. You should stay with us for protection, for once the sun sets, Kanijo hunts. We are but a few hours from this time. We came here to face Kanijo. To learn about him, yes, but hopefully to defeat him. Few live in this place, but after the troubles, we came to help. What feeds nightly upon them is more than we were prepared for. Kanijo is beyond an atrocity. We had feared he was one of us, but spurned by death to feast upon the breath of the living. We had no idea he was once one of our glorious leaders, Anaga. We are here to report on these developments, but help us survive the night and your place in the world beyond would surely grow the grander for your aid. Indeed. Uh, thank you very much for your your aid. Is uh, If you do not object, I would like to discuss this in in private with, uh, with my friends. It's whilst I do not object to offering our help, is I should not offer all of our help without at least consulting the group. I'm sure you will understand. We understand, Lupin Malice. If you permit it, we shall return to our ritual to aid in the magical capabilities of the rice. Thank you kindly. It's, uh, if you could perhaps give some consideration to where we may where we may get hold of a large quantity of rice, should it be required, it's, that would also be, be much appreciated. I will, uh, I, I will leave you to your, to your rituals while we, we discuss our next moves. Thank you. We can provide the rice. My colleague will retrieve it for you whilst you discuss your plans. What I can also ask is if you have magical or survival abilities, you could aid us in the last few hours before sundown in preparing the ring of rice plants. This would require some uh, survival <laughs> farming law or nature religion checks. And each of you can perform this check and by doing so would help bolster the magic energy of the rice plants. With that, Lupin will uh, usher the others sort of along to the other side of the of the rice circle. And uh, once the others sort of all arrive, uh, Lupin says, <clears throat> Wilhelm, I, uh, I understand your, your concerns is regarding the, the the reading of the snake bite is, is I, I believe it is... Uh, I believe we would be foolish to dismiss the potential that this may be a ruse, but uh, is I also may offer an alternative reading. It's, uh, if the snake bite is about the corruption of that which is good, could this perhaps be from the, the Nagaji's point of view? Is that uh, this Kanijo, or whatever it is, is a corruption of their faith, of, of, of what they see and what they believe. So that is the, the corruption at hand here would certainly make sense, considering the uh, the potential involvement of a Harrow card in this scenario. Listen, I don't know, man. It could be. <laughs> I'm here to hit things. 
Yes. No, I. Uh, <laughs> good impression. Um, well, yeah, very good impression. <laughs> well, you saw him, Will Elm. They they look trustworthy. Enough. I mean, <laughs> what 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 Lupin said is actually quite possible. The snake bite does have a second meaning, which does not come up often. But in in a reading, if it is misaligned, then uh, the card can mean a new friendship or a discovery. It's a very rare occasion in which this even applies. I mean, yes, it could be, but I was just going with the most uh, common interpretation of the card. As I say, not incorrectly, we we would be foolish to dismiss the potential for for deception altogether. Is uh, I, I'm certainly not suggesting we we let our guard down entirely, but uh, he's certainly on on the face of things is. They outnumber us. He's, they certainly had me outnumbered to start with and did not attack. We should at least uh, offer them that much. That does seem fair to me, yes. Uh, something you said, Mr. Malice, that, you know, it seems that wherever we go, there are these strange evils or creatures that the Harrow card has attracted or created, or I don't exactly know what's happening, but we can't discount that this doesn't seem like a coincidence. This keeps happening to us. So I think if if we're looking for another card, the logical place would be to start with this presence that's terrorizing, menacing this community. They seem like farm folk, you know? I I think that they need our help. Agreed. Uh, Malachi? I I think your interpretation's right. It appears we are... We are agreed. Is uh, it would appear we are we are about to become vampire hunters. Um, How cool is that? Everybody, roll religion checks. A natural ten for twenty-seven. Mm. That's not good. Twenty-two for Aaron. Mm. Natural nine for twenty-three. Twenty-three for Malachi as well. Lupin, you and you alone know, with your wealth of knowledge, that aligning with what the Nagaji told you is that rice itself is often viewed with revulsion by vampires, but that the minions they often employ do not share these weaknesses. Okay, that's good to know. Actually, would I um, be able to do a recall knowledge on a Jiangxi? Is that something I could do based on what I've been told and what Lupin would know? Sure. Yeah, that's going to be a secret religion check. Yep, no problem. Lupin, you've rolled your secret check. Mm -hmm. You're not quite sure, but you feel that they might be weak to poisons themselves. I'm afraid I I know little to nothing about this one. Uh, I recall from somewhere a book i met many years ago is something around poison damage but uh bearing in mind the card we're looking for is the snake bite i suspect that may be a little bit of uh, a little bit of erroneous knowledge and you look over to the nagaji and you see them performing this ritual and as i said to you um that you are able to assist in this with the knowledge that you have is that because vampires are repulsed by the rice you are able to aid each of you if you want to and spend the remaining few hours before sundown in the preparation of these rice plants. 
if you would like to do so, it's going to be a farming law or survival check, a nature check or a religion check. And they are increasing levels of difficulty. So survival, farming law, nature, religion get progressively harder. I could try a nature check. I could try survival. I could try survival. any of them. Okay. You could try any of them. Mm-hmm. I will try the easiest one. Okay, that would be uh, survival. So let's start with Lupin. So yep. it is going to take a few hours for you to do that. So if there's anything else you want to okay. do, then I would suggest that maybe you do that now. Yeah, I've got nothing else I want to do, so I'm happy to start rolling checks. Okay, let's go. So, Lupin, go ahead and roll your nature check, I think you said. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's a natural six for 23. I've literally not rolled over a 10 all session. Okay, I can tend... Well, I tell you that is a fail, Lupin. If you wish to hero point it, you can. Um, I think we're going to be fighting a vampire in a little bit, so I'm going to save my hero points. Okay. Uh, Wilhelm, you said survival, I believe? Yes. It's natural six as well for 22. 22 is a fail. Oh, whoever rolls next if they get a six. <gasps> six, We're six, not six. doing very well here, boys. <laughs> We're going to know what uh, Medikai sings next then. <laughs> That's a natural 10. That's for 26 total. 26 is a success. And hmm. Malachi... 24. 24 is survival is also a success. Excellent news. If you can just place yourselves around the map at whatever rice plant you want to be at, that would be good. Malachi starts singing to the plant. So you spend the remaining few hours before sundown with this aid rice ritual. Each of you trying to infuse additional power into these rice plants within the jungle clearing. Unfortunately, only two of you are able to aid in that process. It takes several hours as the sun goes down over the Nagajor region. The sounds of the jungle eerily begin to fade. The Nagaji have set up various torches, so the circle you are in is well lit. But looking through the vegetation... Shadows are playing tricks with your mind. The Nagaji themselves are spread out, aiding with the various rituals and making their checks. And the leader of this group, the Scale Seed Order, call out to you again. I fear that Kanijo is close. Can you sense him? I'm going to assume we, we don't have any exceptional sense as such but is I, I guess the general vibe would probably everybody roll perception checks Ooh. oh rolled off the 20 24 for Malachi <laughs> 23 for me uh, oh they are Na- very low rolls <laughs> 5 for 26 for Lupin that was a natural 3 a natural 5 a natural 2 and a natural 7 it's get him out the way jungle. get him out the way <laughs> It is thick jungle and thick vegetation. And although the heat of the jungle day has dissipated, the fact that you can no longer hear the insects is foreboding. Because out of the trees, you hear a rustling as around the jungle clearing, 
you see three huge <gasps> plant-like creatures that look like this come shuffling out of the jungle giant flytrap things Mm. one to the east one to the west and one to the south i need everybody to roll for initiative oh my god (laughs) i'm wrong 17 on the initiative for 39. Oh, fuck a natural five again. 26. A 15 for 38. Okay. Uh, I didn't get to roll. Uh, three. <laughs> it's even worse. So highest, highest was Malachi. <laughs> Next was Wilhelm. Then Lupin. Then Aaron. As these creatures come shuffling in to view around the rice plants in the jungle clearing. First up, though, is Malachi Bordello. Oh my gosh. Turning Arm around. yourselves. Have we mentioned what they look like? Shall I. Uh, yeah, by all means. Go ahead and. Shall I describe what they look like? These multi headed, but basically Venus flytraps, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, bigger teeth. These aren't the same creatures as we saw before, were they, Craig, in terms of. No, the Opali. The jungle, yeah. No, very these are very are different. These are much bigger. They are uh, huge creatures, each of them, with these many snapping green heads with very sharp, long teeth. Hmm, okay. Malachi will start off with a little song, as he always does, and will cast Inspire Courage because they look like they don't have any eyes, so I don't know how they can be scared of us. So we'll cast Inspire Courage, singing a little bit of uh, corn, because that's what he's in his mind. Ah, a classic in our region. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we'll... He grabs his guitar and throws out a phase bolt from the end of it and is going to attack the creature behind him. Oh my gosh, 27 to hit. 27 is a miss, Malachi. I will use a hero point on that. Ooh! <laughs> For a 30 to hit. 30 is a hit. Ooh. Hey, here's my damage. 18 points of piercing damage. Okay, the fly trap takes the damage and that's my turn next up in the initiative order is the flytrap so there are three of these again these three huge surrounding this jungle clearing maybe someone can take a screenshot that they can share to the discord or at least have in the back pocket ready yep this flytrap to the south the southwest almost shuffles up towards two of these plants and with these vine creepers whips out at the rice plants themselves for its second action and destroys one of the rice rice plants and with its third action whips out at another one of these rice plants and destroys it right in front of the Nagaji. Next up is Wilhelm Krongard. Save the corn! (laughs) 
Cool. Uh, His Then uh, kind of looking around and uh, seeing one of these creatures close in on the group and sees another of these creatures coming toward Malachi who just shot something from his Kita and um, he he, uh, draws Sidisarex and as he does he remembers oh shit where's Aaron and uh, (laughs) he turns around and sees a third of these creatures being very close to Aaron, uh, 10 feet away, and rushes toward it, kind of in between the two. And um, for his third action, he's going to try to um, kind of swipe at the at the creature, uh, trying to deal some sort of damage with, okay. a, um, with a snagging strike. The Wilhelm goes toe-to-toe with the giant fly trap. I don't think we need to worry about its names for this one. (laughs) Wilhelm, go ahead and roll to hit as you stand between Aeron, a rice plant, and the creature. Oh, I saw the 20. Uh, No, that's a natural 2 for 28. That is a miss, Wilhelm. I just want to... um, (laughs) I I just, just want to point out my last 50 rolls had zero net 20s. Five net ones, <laughs> which is also my most rolled number. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A mean and a median of nine. Love That's, it. Yeah. Okay, go on. Thank you, Wilhelm. That is your turn. Next up is the creature right in front of you, Wilhelm. Yes. So this one is going to shuffle down to the south a little bit. Triggering Which would Wilhelm's... trigger reactive strike. Yes, Wilhelm's would you like reactive to go ahead strike. And take your reactive strike. Yes, I would. And I would like this one to hit, please. <laughs> Try not to roll a natural two again, then. All right, I, I'm going to do my best. This is a natural 15 for 41. 41 is a critical hit. Yes. Come on, Sinister Rex. Ooh. Oh, quite low Not damage. Uh, that's ah, uh, it's okay. It's uh, forty-six points of damage. Forty-six is good, but you notice that not all of it goes through. Ooh, uh, the creature is also off guard until the start of my next turn. Okay, does it stop its movement, Phil? Oh. No, it only stops interact actions. Okay, because as you hit the creature. Your Sedisorax blade cuts into one of these green plant-like heads, but as it does so, a vine comes whipping from behind it towards you with its reaction and attempts to hit you, Wilhelm, with a 36 to hit. Hits. Not bad damage. You take 27 points of damage, a mix of piercing and acid. You are also immediately grabbed. Are you sure this time it's immediately? I am sure (laughs) this time. Okay. So you are grabbed by the creature, Wilhelm. Give yourself the grabbed condition, but with its first action, it does complete its move. And then with its second and third actions, it whips out and destroys two of the rice plants. Great. Next up, it's the flytrap to the north, nearest to Malachi and Lupin. This one shuffles up, and as it goes to strike the rice plant to the north nearest to Lupin, Lupin, you think that you could, if you like, as a reaction, 
sort of body yourself in front of the rice in order to stop the hit and have it hit you instead. But that choice is up to you. Yeah, I beef the roll to enhance that one, so I don't even really know if it's worth it. With that said, I don't have anything else I can spend my reaction on this round, so... No, 27 points on Wilhelm was a fairly hefty hit, and I don't want to be taken any more. Bearing in mind, we're likely to have a second stage to this fight. I don't want to do it, so no. Okay, so the creature whips out and destroys the rice plant nearest to you. Malachi, the plant that is nearest to you, you will also have that option to body the hit if you want to. No, I would not. Okay, so the plant whips down and destroys the sixth rice plant but that is its turn it is the Nagaji's turn this one who is kind of on the side of Aeron and Wilhelm is going to step up towards the giant fly trap with sickle drawn for its second action and then strikes down at the plant with a 23 to hit and misses the Nagaji, which is nearest to the southwest's turn, draws sickle, steps forward, and attempts to strike with the sickle as well. Ooh, oh, with a natural 20! <laughs> Should have named these guys. I'm glad no one asked. Right, so here's Steve. the damage. <laughs> Steve deals 12 points of slashing damage as the sickle cuts into it. Lupin Malice, round one. You are up. You are toe-to-toe with this flytrap, deciding not to take yep. the hit. Yep. So uh, first thing Lupin will do is uh, is draw his sword cane. Uh, second thing, he will uh, attempt to exploit vulnerability on this creature immediately in front of him. So uh, that is a natural 7 for 30. Um, That's a success. Yep. Uh, its highest weakness is Fire 10. So, uh, worth noting. You tell your comrades? Yes, I will. I will share that amongst the group. Okay. Um, So, Lupin will then, uh, with his third action, will take a strike at the creature. Okay. Roll to hit. Oh, Oh, that was a good time to roll well. That's a natural 19. That is a 42 to hit, and that is a critical hit, Lupin. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, that is... Critical, 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 critical. Nice. Oh, uh, that is 32 points of damage. There's various bits and pieces. I, I don't think that includes the additional fire damage as well. And uh, then also from the impactful rune on a critical hit I can choose to force the target to succeed at a DC 27 fortitude save or be pushed five feet away from me I would like to get the creature to attempt that save please okay here comes your save that's a 34 yeah that's fine passed okay as a reaction my creature is going to whip out with one of these vines again spinning out the one that hit Wilhelm here comes the roll to hit that's a 39 to hit yeah that's going to hit Okay, here's your damage. I'm rolling rocks. That's ooh, 28 ooh. points of damage. Um, oh, I've given my, <laughs> given my uh, plant that damage. Yeah, 28 <laughs> points of damage, and you are also now grabbed, Lupin. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. That's 10. Okay, thank you very much. Next up, stood next to Wilhelm. I grabbed Wilhelm. Is Aaron Spoke Point. 
Uh, quick, quick question before we go. Sure. Have you dealt the damage to the plant in front of me because it says perfectly fine after eating a fat crit? Yes. <laughs> okay. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna C. check for you, Wilhelm. Oh my god. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> we might be in trouble here. Yes. <laughs> Aaron is going to cast Unraveling Blast at the creature that has Wilhelm grabbed. Uh, can it please roll a will save? Not a great roll. 21. There's a fail. So here is the damage. 42 Ooh. points of mental damage to the plant. It's mental damage, is it? Yes. Oh no. Aaron seems to have no effect on the creature whatsoever. <laughs> Shit. Dang. Well, okay. Uh, but my blood magic activates and I become concealed as Aaron starts flickering in and out of reality. And then finally, I'm going to cast Winning Streak on Wilhelm so he will gain the quickened condition. And if anyone scores a critical attack hit, then they will also become quickened for one round and so on and so forth. An ally within 20 feet, just so you, we are clear. Okay, is that turn, Aaron? Yes. It is the Nagaji's turn, this one to the west, who calls out and says, We must protect the rice! Kanijo is coming! The Nagaji draws his sickle, strides forwards and charges and attempts to strike with a 26, which is a miss. There's three more of the Nagaji to go. This one who is next to the grabbed Wilhelm, who attempts to strike with the drawn sickle. With a 30 to hit, which does hit it and deals minimum (laughs) damage. Five points of damage. And at the bottom of round one, it is the final Nagaji's turn, who does have enough movement speed. Mm, Does he have enough movement speed? Yes, who can draw sickle, run over and try and take down this plant as well. With a sickle. With a natural (laughs) 20! (laughs) He becomes quickened. Yeah. Oh my god. And deals twelve points of damage. So the Nagaji is quickened. And that <laughs> is round one. So round two, it is Malachi's turn. Uh, he will continue to inspire courage on everybody. And for his next couple of actions he will take his keytar and shoot out a shadow blast from the end of it which will be fire damage okay and i will need a reflex save from the creature to the north of malachi please nice and low my creature rolls its reflex save and that is a 20 very low roll is a critical failure it is going to take double this fire damage oh my god Malachi finally doing some damage come on good stuff 28 so 56 points of fire damage (laughs) alright thank you Malachi that will be Malachi's turn fire burning some of these crispy vines off its back Oz is not feeling good, apparently, Kimon, so it is doable. Yeah, come on, pick up the pace, mate. Shit, Aaron, they're <laughs> doing way better than us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Malachi. It is the creature to the south's turn. This one is going to shuffle up towards the rice plant. 
and it's going to whip out for its second action, destroying it. it. No one to protect it. And with its third action, it shuffles up to the next rice plant. That is its turn. It is Wilhelm, a grabbed Wilhelm Krongard's turn. Yes, um, and him being grabbed doesn't seem to um, doesn't seem to bother him that much. Liar. As he, okay, as he uh, <laughs> he's just grabbing him by the horn. Um, <laughs> as he enters his uh, dueling dance stance and tries to hit another snagging strike against the plant creature closest to him. I saw the 19 with a natural three. What the fuck is going on? You know what? Just because I'm pissed off, I'm going to re-roll this one with him. Is it a hit? (laughs) Sure thing. Inspire courage, Uh, mate. uh, Is he still off guard? No. Then that is a hit. Still, that is a hit. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) That's brutal. Okay. Inspire courage helped you there. Yes. Malachi, thank you. Getting better at This is Malachi's fight. He's been waiting 22 episodes to be (laughs) useful in combat, but here we go. 20 points of damage. You hit it, Wilhelm, and most of that goes through. Yes, and um, for his second of four actions, uh, he is going to attempt a second strike. Who would have thought? (laughs) Um, but now that the creature is hit it becomes uh, off guard again until the start of Wilhelm's next turn yeah yeah go for it a 26 against an off guard plant is still one off I believe don't you guess my AC but that (laughs) is a miss (laughs) okay for his third action Wilhelm is going to try to um, faint faint the creature so that it uh, gets debuffed for its next attack against him. Okay. That's go- Oh, yes! wow. Now I roll the natural 18. That's a 42. That is a critical success. So now the creature has a minus two to all of its attack against me in its next turn. Just against you? Just against me, yes. Okay, good to know. And for his fourth action, Wilhelm, I... I don't want to make a minus 10 attack here. I I really don't. No? Sure. But I don't but see <laughs> I don't see another thing to do here. So it I'm is just off going Yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to roll Natural the net 20. 20. Here it comes. Yeah. Lucky it's, streak. It's, lucky streak. It's going to come. Here, look at this. Just just look at this. Oh my oh. fucking Oh. <laughs> That's a miss, Phil. That was a three, a four, and a five for my three attack rolls this turn, just to keep this on record. And in fact, I forgot to use my uh, reaction, which I will use, with a 32 to hit. Which does not hit, since Wilhelm is in his stance. Ah, okay. All right. It is that creature's turn, and it's going to release its grab upon you. And it's going to shuffle down towards the next rice plant. Reactive strike. Go for it. Yes. <laughs> and off guard. If I, fly trap. Let me crit this one, please. Jesus Christ. Please, please, please. Natural 19 for yeah. 45. That's a critical Easy. hit. God yes. is real, guys. God is real. <laughs> um, and he hates snake plants. Yes. 
that is a total of another 42 points of damage. And Wilhelm becomes quickened again. Yep, that lucky strike passes back from our friend at the same okay. Because the Nagaji has, has <laughs> kept the effect alive. <laughs> but you quit it already, right? Yeah, it or goes was, back. Goes yes, back but forth. as long as I keep critting it, I keep being qu- uh, quickened. As yeah. long as someone has the effect on them. And since the NPC has it, it can keep going back to me. All right. Sounds good. Perfect. First action, <laughs> moves. Second action, destroys the rice plant. Third oh action, God, oh. strikes out at the Nagaji on its second attack penalty oh. with its third natural 20 of Jesus the night. Christ. That is a critical hit from the fly trap. Here comes the damage. 50 oh points of God. damage. Wouldn't the reactive strike stop it from moving, or did you? Have, no, sorry, you no, that's only that. against that's only against interact actions, so ah, spells and drawing items and stuff. Okay, it you is thinking to stand still, Matty. Fly trap yeah, turns to the, the north, the one that's nearest to Lupin and Malachi. So the pieces are very much split at the moment, but these rice plants are getting low, and this fly trap shuffles over for its first action, second action, no one to guard it destroys the rice plant and with its third action shuffles over to the next rice plant there are one two three four five of these plants left rice plants and it's the nagaji's turn oh it's a bit of bleed damage i've got to take sure giant fly trap is not taking bleed is it yeah, yeah sappy in it fine i'll take the bleed damage and here comes the recovery check Oh, oh that's seven. I love Fails. that we're surprised that Craig is is not getting the twenty five percent chance. He needs. <laughs> so uh, Nagaji's turn. The one that's near this creature that Wilhelm's been critting over on the east side of the map, and he raises his sickle against the flytrap and swings down and misses, and then goes again. Oh, and yay. hits this time with a natural nineteen. Here comes the damage, and maximum damage for him. That's eight points of damage and he's going to crit fish and fails okay and it's another one of the nagaji's turn this one is behind to the south where all these plants have been cleared out he's going to run over and take an attack with the sickle and with a natural two misses and then with its second attack another (laughs) two so i've been hot and then i've been cold lupin you are to the north where one of these creatures has been badly hurt by malachi's uh, spirit blast whatever it was you are still five foot away from it. What do you do? Oh, and you're grabbed still, of course. Oh, am I still grabbed? Because it didn't do anything. Oh, oh it didn't re- oh, redo t- the grab? It didn't re- you know. Okay, no. you are no longer grabbed. Cool. Okay. Uh, I've got two really good options. I'm going to go for the spectacular one. Well, I say spectacular. The one that lets me roll more dice. Um, <laughs> Lupin is sort of starts as if he's about to attack the one in front of him and then sort of like the corner of his eye just catches a glance of the the two over to the uh, sort of south of him being a little bit closer together and uh, sort of even once one smooth motion is uh, drops the or, no tosses with the juggler card tosses his sword cane up in the air oh and yeah. uh, reaches into a pocket and uh, quickly grabs a scroll and uh, he starts reading and as he starts reading uh, he the air starts to get hot and sparks start to fly and he casts 
Fireball. Yeah. We've had so not many of these. No, absolutely. And we've fought plenty of plants, and this is the first time I've remembered to actually cast it. I prepare this every day, and I forget to use it. Starts reading the incantation. I yeah. didn't ask how big the room is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're in a rainforest. I'm about to <laughs> create a huge wildfire here. Um, yeah, so uh, looping cast fireball uh, in an area that will catch the two plants, but won't catch any of the friendlies or any of the corn. Okay, so reflex saves. I uh, yes, DC so thirty-one this is reflex saves. Right-hand save, one. That's a fail. Mm-hmm. And for the second Good. one, that is going to also be a fail. Excellent. This is only a level three, so it won't be a ton of damage, but it is fire damage. So okay. Good. Well, damage. No, that's, that's all right. That's twenty-two yeah, points decent. of fire damage to both. One of, of those. the plants, the one that Lupin, uh, sorry, the one that Wilhelm was attacking, that's nearest to this string of Nagaji, is looking very worse for wear. Lupin. Excellent. Okay, uh, drawing and casting. That is my turn. Okay, thank you very much. Aaron spoke point. Aaron would like to, um, having seen Malachi cast Shadow Blast, he's like, oh yeah, why, why didn't I think of that? And um, <laughs> he spends an action to extend the reach of his spell and then in a burst shapes it to erupt in a burst that is going to catch both of the plants at the south and he will shape it to be fire as well. Okay. Good idea, Aaron. What a fantastic, unique idea that is. Yes. <laughs> I learned from the best, Mr. Malice. Yes, Lupin, I'm sure no one has no one has ever thought of using fireball offensively. Hey, look, I didn't. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so if that can be a reflex save. Yep, okay, the one on the right first. With a natural 19 this time for 36. Yes, that's very agile plant dodges. Okay. And that's a success. Second plant was a 25. Mm, that's a fail. Okay, well damage. Here's the fire damage. 24 points of fire damage. Okay, so one of the plants, the one that Wilhelm was attacking on the east side, that one is now dead. The one to the south, though, is very much not. Okay, that is my turn. Nagashi's turn, the one nearest to Lupin, where a plant is threatening at the north. He's going to step over next to Lupin. Excuse me! And strikes down with a sickle. (laughs) He's very polite. And gets a hit with a 33 as the sickle comes down. Does max damage for eight points of slashing damage and goes again with his second attack. Oh, almost almost a crit. Uh, 25 to hit is a miss. This time it's the Nagashi over to the east. This one is not really near a plant or anything, so he's going to head over to the north. He has got the movement, and so will strike with his sickle. This is the one that's just been hit, so he's going to hope to hit it again and misses. Got a second attack, though, and critically misses. And then to see out the bottom of round two is the final one who is quickened. So this <laughs> one can run over uh, to the north. And we'll also attempt hacking down this one that's looking weaker with the sickle for its second action with a natural two, with its third action for a natural 17, which does hit and does minimum five points of damage. And it has got a fourth attack, so it will take that fourth attack and hope for a nat 20 and fails. It is the top of round three. It is Malachi's turn. Malachi will sustain Inspire Courage because it has helped out this round so far and this one at the top's looking rather sickly right so yeah. we'll 
use this time a phase bolt cantrip out of his the end of his kitar. Oh my god. <laughs> I will use a hero point on that as I roll a natural one. Okay, Malachi, natural and one. Delicious. Thank Your you. last hero point. No. I've used one, and I I had one for my my backstory, and one for a very oh, a funny oh, job. Oh, you had three in this session. <laughs> I, I should not be so generous. <laughs> okay, go ahead and re-roll your check. Oh, this one. Oh, re-roll using a hero points. There we go. <laughs> uh, twenty six is still a miss, I'm afraid. And that is my turn as the phase bolts come in and out and completely miss. Fly traps turn to the south. This one is stood by one of the remaining rice plants down there and with its first action will destroy the rice plant. The Nagaji looking around, looking fearful as the magic in the remaining four rice plants evaporates. And the Nagaji in excited, nervous voices call out to you and say, Kanijo is coming! Prepare yourselves! As in the middle of the jungle clearing, you see a snake-like creature pop into existence. It looks like this. Oh my god! Doesn't have a herald card on its on its forehead. (laughs) And the curtain comes You've been listening to Describe Your Kill, The Death of Destiny. Find out more at describeyourkill.com. Thank you to Paizo, Michael Gelfi, Creator Cord, Sirenscape, Kevin McLeod, Foundry and Sigil Services. Get all the links on our website. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.